0: Welcome to Knit British, the podcast which explores all the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting. On this journey through local fibre and meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Grab a drink. Today, mine is black coffee, accompanied by a very small coconut macaroon. Grab a whip. Mine is the Bounce Blanket by Tin Can Knits, but goodness only knows how much I'll get knit with all this chatting. Let's get going. Hello and welcome to knit british it's lovely to have you here um welcome if you are a returning listener it's always lovely to have you around here and a special hello if you are joining the podcast for the first time you will find a happy bunch here at knit british and if you are so inclined please do join the knit british Ravelry group and um say hello I want to start today's episode by saying a huge thank you for the feedback from the last episode where myself and my then house guest, Felix Ford, a.k.a. Knit Sonic, sort of had a little nostalgic look back at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Indeed, it was kind of like Boxing Day or the day after Boxing Day, it kind of had that feeling of, of wasn't that fantastic? Uh, that kind of feeling of fullness, although in this case, it was fullness of spirit. But in the same way, it was all about connecting with people and, of course, presence. Uh, and I, I did show off my, my stash, which was a little bit like like Christmas presents, (laughs) but you were also hugely kind in uh, telling us both, both Felix and I, how much you enjoyed that podcast and um, uh, sometimes it's nice, isn't it, just to do a little totally unpolished, uh, very lightly edited for uh, language uh, podcast where uh, it's just a little bit more (laughs) real i.e. no special editing effects or caring about who the microphone is pointed at. But it's actually made both Felix and I think a little more about um, podcasts uh, because, you know, we we do Wovember together and we're two podcasters and we've never done an episode together until recently. And I think we need to put our thinking caps on about that, really, and do more together sound-wise because she is... The sound guru. Um, and I was in absolute awe of her. When she was here, uh, she was doing some work for her latest commission for the Dickens Museum about Catherine Dickens, Nee Hogarth, uh, the wife of Charles Dickens, who was born and brought up in Edinburgh. And uh, we visited a lot of Catherine's old residences and family haunts and she was collecting sound material along the way and I just I just I love her I love her she's a fantastic person and she's incredibly um, innovative and inspirational and I love her her sound work so yeah I think we we need to do some more don't we also thank you so much I must say for those of you who said I couldn't get to Edinburgh Yarn Festival but your podcast transported me there and that was really important because I know lots of you can't get to Edinburgh Yarn Festival I know I talk about it quite a lot on the podcast and I am happy to do so it's part of my year and I always try and make you feel included even if you can't go by enabling you and pointing you in the directions of the vendors and the special VIPs who are going to be there because they're not just at Edinburgh in other places on the internet and on the world wide web so um thank you so much it's always lovely to hear that you couldn't make it to Edinburgh but you enjoyed listening about it on the podcast and I'm very happy that we could transport you to the Corn Exchange uh, with our podcast I'm a bit croaky today um I hope that's not gonna be too uh Intrusive on the podcast. Um, how how are you all doing? I have to say, hands up, honest as ever. I am having a little trouble bouncing back. If I'm honest, in fact, I'm much better now than I was. Um, I had Edinburgh Yarn Festival, then I had two lovely, lovely house guests, one after the other. And then I had my day job and having Felix here and lovely other house guest it was really, really nice. I was very much intent on, let's entertain the house guests, let's do fantastic things together and only after they, they left I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm kind of tired. Um, <laughs> but oh my goodness, it's like I'm still riding high on that wave of how awesome was that weekend and a bit more back in the game this week although feeling a little bit run down um <laughs> wise um but i don't remember that the hangover from Edinburgh Iron festival lasting quite so long last year but never mind in that sort of time of like it's not not being able to bounce back it's not not getting over it it's just as i say it's just like that kind of, oh, wasn't that awesome? Kind of feeling, and not, not you know, you know, wanting to concentrate on that rather than anything else. But in that time, you know, I have been kind of productive because I've been, I've been kind of pensive and not pensive in a modelling way, but I've been thinking a lot about other events. I've been thinking a lot about knit British, and I'll be talking more about this in upcoming episodes and I've been thinking a lot about things like my stash and the knitting that I want to do and even you know stepping outside to think about the knitting world and things like that and you know where where things are going and and social media and think just things I've I just felt like I don't know I think it's with the clocks changing too and the changing of the light and I always feel like this is a time where I kind of feel almost like I can stand outside myself and look at things around me in a different way. I don't know if anyone else feels like that or if that's just purely a kind of a new age kind of thing to say. I actually don't care. But yeah, so pensive in a good way. Um, and when I think about it, when I talk about it in relation to my stash, I think I've been approaching that with new thinking, perhaps due to the thoughtful buying that I did at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and knowing exactly... The yarns that I wanted for a special project, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then just please go back and listen to the last episode uh, of the podcast, or visit www.knitbritish.net and have a look at what I bought, and I go into more detail about why I bought those items. So, so yeah, I think I've approached my stash, the yarns that I have in my house, you know, a little bit, a little bit differently, and I think also. Because of the podcast I did a couple of episodes ago, Work It or Rip It, that was very much about talking about whips and and talking about making a plan for your whips if you're not going to rip them. Uh, and it got me thinking about my queue and the knits that I really want to knit and also the yarn that I have in stash and can I make some magic happen there? I mean, I know this is pretty... I know there's some of you who are going, yeah, well, Louise, that's pretty basic. But for a lot of us, you know, we buy yarn and either we have an idea for it or we don't. And if we have an idea for it, sometimes it doesn't work in that project and we rip it back and it stays in the stash. For goodness knows how long, and you look at these things every now and again, you think, What can I what can I make with that? And you know, I've got quite a few sweater quantities of yarn. I've got quite a lot of single skeins, quite a lot of sock yarn, I like having lots of whips that can overwhelm you. Your stash can overwhelm you too. So yeah, I've been kind of elbow deep in the stash and I've just been pairing up some possible projects and stash and making some plans to knit them this year. So, so far I've got my special UIF purchases together and that's awaiting Kate Davis's new Haps book to come out and the magic will happen there. I've also got the Hetty uh, cardigan pattern by Andy Satterland and that's paired up uh, with Jameson's of Shitland Aran in Cardinal Red. And I've got a Talavera. Uh, pattern from pom pom last summer from Amanda b collins and i've actually got two choices of yarn for that i've got some skin queen skinny voluptuous and i've got some tamar and i'm not doing all of the stash and queue because that's just silly because that really would overwhelm because it would just be like too many projects not enough time um so but i've got these bagged up Ready to go with the yarn and the pattern ready to grab. And they're bigger projects as well. Because, you know, what it's like quite a lot of us will have a big project on the go and several small ones. So it's quite nice to, when one big project is finished, there is another one ready to go. It's nice to have these projects and the yarn, you know, in my plain sight, hooked up on the wall and ready to go when I need to cast on a new project. So... Yeah, so I've been thinking more about that and I also have another thing, this is a small project but I need to get the rest of the yarn ready for it is my Croft Hoose hat uh, by Ella Gordon because uh, if you heard the last podcast Felix and I talking about how excited we were uh, for Ella Gordon uh, who is textile designer and also works at Jimison Smith in Shetland and she is the patron for Shetland Wool Week so uh, for 2016 so extremely excited about that extremely excited about her Croft Hoose hat pattern uh, Felix has finished hers if you heard us last time we were picking colours and I've got most of the colours I need I just need to order a couple of more balls um, and then I can get going but Felix has finished hers um, so that's that's another little project that's I, I need to get the yarn for then I'll be ready to grab to And I've been thinking about events as well, since EYF is kind of out of the way. And lots of people have been asking me which other events I'm going to be attending. And I, do you know what, haven't given it much thought. I think because before when I was in Shetland, it was hard to get to these things. And so I didn't apply much thinking to it. I was always just having the FOMO whenever they kind of arrived. But in a way, Edinburgh Yarn Festivals kind of spoiled me uh, for other yarn festivals because of all of that kind of hand-picked goodness that they have, that kind of, you know, they really spoil us with how well-organised it is and how well catered for knitters are. Um, one thing that I definitely won't be going to uh, is the Loch Ness Knit Fest, which is the 29th of September to the 2nd of October. Uh, it's a four-day festival You can find out more at lochnessknitfest.com. I won't be going to it because it clashes with Shetland Woolweek and also Yarndale, which I'll talk a little bit about in a minute. Uh, In some ways, I feel that this is very much a festival for visitors to Scotland to attend um, rather than home knitters. Maybe that's a bit controversial, me saying that, but it looks fantastic. Absolutely big draw if you love Scotland and love knitting and want to... Um, set up in Inverness and the wider Loch Ness area for four days. I think it'll be fantastic for you, but um, yeah, maybe not so much for the home knitter. That's just my opinion. Um, I'd like to go to Shetland Wool Week. Uh, In fact, I really would like to go to Shetland Wool Week, having an interest for going. Also, I'd like to go to Yarndale and those are on the same weekend. Um, Well, Yarndale is on the 24th and 25th of September, which is the opening weekend of Shetland Wool Week. Uh, so, I, in fact, I lied. Uh, Yarndale doesn't clash with Loch Ness Fest, but uh, Shetland Wool Week does. But I don't think, if I do go Shetland Wool Week, I don't think I'll be going for the whole of it. So, I don't know. Maybe I could do Yarndale for one day and then have a couple of days and then come up to Shetland. Um, I think it could be done. But um, I'll have to sort of see how the shed- scheduling goes for that. Uh, I'm also thinking it would be really great to go to some of the smaller events too. So not the big marts type events, but the smaller wool and sheep events. It uh, would be great to try and get some of those. Um, what are the events on your yarn and wool calendar this year? I know that there's Fiber Fibre East is happening and uh, the lovely... Vero from Along the Lanes uh, was telling me about that. That might be a good one to go to, although that's a big big one that's in Bedfordshire, I think. Another reason why I said that I think Edinburgh Yarn Festival has spoiled me for other yarn events, and I think it's true of Shetland Wool Week 2 in particular. Two very different creatures, of course, Shetland Wool Week and Edinburgh Yarn Festival. But it's the sociable community aspects of these that I just love. You know, you can get all the schmoozy, networky stuff done, but you also get this hand on heart, honest to goodness, lovely social interactions and the space for them to grow and be nurtured at those events. Because that's a big focus is who's coming and you know, where have you come from and, and given you the space to, to meet and be, you know, be a community. The schmoozy, networky stuff is great. Don't get me wrong; it's fantastic, but it's it often kind of can ekes into that territory of knitting celebrity, which Felix and I talked about um, when she was here, but we didn't record <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, it's a horrid notion. I really don't like the term knitting celebrity or anything which alludes to there being celebrities in the knitting world. Celebrity status is a weird notion anyway. But I think in the knitting world, it's kind of not required. We have inspirational people. We have people uh, who are in roles uh, that we respect and that we look up to. Uh, Designers, speakers, as I say, people who are respected for what they do. The idea of celebrity, in quotes, is so far removed from all the good work that can be done and is done in the, in the knitting world and there's a difference from being respected for your designs or for being an inspiration to others for what you do it just feels so tabloid and I heard it a couple of times every Yarn Festival, people using it and I should say that these are people who um, let me think of a nice way to say this who rely on um, our buck uh, in a big way and are more about selling than the actual knitting community. The term sort of makes me think of those lazy pieces of journalism on knitting celebrities, uh, you know, famous people who knit. Um, There's sort of a parallel there. Um, A Playful Day wrote a really funny post this week sending up the idea of the knitting celebrity and those perceived notions. I have seen it alluded to, as I say, um, I heard it the other weekend at Embryer Festival. I see it alluded to and used in the press and even somebody called me a knitting celebrity. Um, please. I do a podcast. I'm not scared to talk about wool and knitting and I do knit, but I am so far removed from that. It actually distances you from the people and the community by its use if you use it so I do apologise if you think you are a celebrity and you defend it (laughs) Um, but it's it's not a status in this world, in the knitting industry. It's just bullshit, really. I I, th- I kind of went off on a tangent there. Did you Did you see that happening? <laughs> I no. I, I I was talking about community, and I was talking about how how we feel. You know that Embry Arm Festival and Shetland Wool Week. You just you know you feel connected to everyone through what you're doing, either just being there as a shopper, uh, being part of a workshop, being part of just the larger events over the weekend. The same at Shetland Wool Week. Um, you're all sort of learning about the process from sheep to finished objects to knitting traditions to textiles. You know, you're all part of that. And actually at Shetland Wool Week, I think I said this before, it was really lovely to, you know, go to the hub and see Felix and see Susan Crawford and see... Inspirational people, you know, all knitting together with other Wool Week goers, and there was no notion of, oh my God, that's X y, or Z the knitting celebrity. It was. It's so much more about the connections and how rooted we actually all are to to what we we do and to, to our craft, and that should be nurtured far more than any kind of silly notions of celebrity. Anyway, I hope. <laughs> I went off on a a terrible tangent there. I'm so so sorry. Uh, You see, this is what happens when I have time to think about things. Tell me about the uh, events you're going to be attending this year and what else is on your Yarny calendar and what you're looking forward to most. There is a a thread in the Knit British Ravelry group for UK knitting events. So get on there and tell us where you're going to be. One of the other things that I've been thinking about uh, recently are changes and plans for Knit British, which I will talk a little bit more about in a future episode. But there have been things recently that have uh, made me think that I, I need to to make a few changes, such as reviews. I get sent such a lot of yarn to review, and up until now, I've always wanted to knit something more substantial. Uh, than a little swatch because I want to be able to to really show you quite a good test drive and and I've I've tested it through knitting a garment a shawl or a sock or whatever but I have such I get sent such a lot that it's really not practical to do that all the time. Now, last time I did yarn review, I reviewed Tamar, and I basically reviewed it in the same way that I would do the breed swatch along just did field notes of how the yarn felt in the ball how the yarn felt when knitting with it how it changed what it looked like after washing blocking and wearing blah 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 um that was really well received and it's got me thinking because I've got a lot of yarn here that I need to review and I just it's just not practical for me to be able to knit something in all of it I do have socks cast on in the fantastic Knitting Goddess's new Wednesdaydale and Shetland yarn but I also have uh, beautiful yarn from Phileas Yarns to review, I also have yarn from Williams Wool's who is Adrienne who has a shop in Kendal she's had her own yarn um, recently made uh, and uh, you know I want to be able to play with all of it and tell you about all of it but it's just not going to be practical to knit shawls and socks in all of it um, there's far more besides might I add that I need to tell you about and so I think I'm going to approach those again in the same way that I've approached the Breed Swatch Along and give you a review of a, of how the yarn swatch test drives um, which actually can reveal far more about just knitting a larger garment um, and blocking it once so i i I'm, I'm I'm thinking about how I can make changes there i'm um, also I've recently come to the decision that very soon I will not be reviewing any items that aren't available to buy online uh that's not an easy decision to make, but in the past, I have reviewed very small operation dyers from small producers. And they don't have any online presence. They don't have online shops. And I've had people coming to me saying, where can I buy this yarn? Are you selling the yarn? Where can I buy this yarn? We live in a world now where, unfortunately, we want everything at the click of a button. And you have no idea the amount of people who uh, get in touch with me and say, I am listening to your podcast and I have just gone to Brit Yarn and bought, or I have just gone to Ripples Crafts and bought. People listen and buy at the same time. Um, You know, it's very instantaneous. Unfortunately, there are a lot of small producers who don't have an online presence who don't sell online. And while I still am happy to point you in that direction, I'm not happy to review yarns um, that aren't readily available on, online because I've had such feedback from you that that's not how you prefer. You don't, prefer, you don't want to buy by you know, phoning in an order. You don't want to buy by sending an email and having to get a PayPal invoice generated. Um, this is feedback from the survey as well the Knit British survey so that's something that's going to change too as I say I'm not going to stop talking about small producers, I'm not going to stop pointing you in those directions but unfortunately I am going to have to change how I approach some reviews and if the yarn isn't available to buy online or if you don't have a very good online presence where people can find you quickly, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to review that yarn because it just isn't fair to listeners it's all about the time of year, I'm sure. It's all about this pensive pocket of time. It's all about seeing the time change and the light change that I just feel that I, I have a slightly clearer head to stand outside of things and think about things. You talking talk into it. To now you talk to it. The sound goes
1: through the cable to the box. A man records it on a big record in wax. But you have to talk into the mighty.
0: Saturday, April the 30th, it is Wool Shop Day, organised by Let's Knit magazine. Lovely friend of Knit British, Brit yarn, Isla, is going to be doing a trunk show with the very incredible Countess Ablaze at Ablaze's studio in Swinton, Manchester. Both Isla and Ablaze are mad about British fibers so you can guarantee the local wool love will be high Isla is going to be bringing Tamar and West Yorkshire spinners as well as a range of undyed breed specific yarns for your delectation and there will be incredible hand dyed yarn and fiber from the mason. Countess Ablaze. I am actually going to be in the area that weekend on non-knit related business and I'm just going to see if I can wangle a little knit related activity into the weekend. So hopefully I'll get to go even if it's just for a very short space of time. But I think if you are in or around Manchester and you can make it to Countess Blazer studio it's going to be from 10 to 5 on 101 Charlie Road in Swinton and I'll link it in the show notes really really fantastic and nice also to see uh, workshop Day extended to the non-traditional LYS Um, there needs to be far more of that and far more um, nurturing and and coveting of our indie dyers, indie yarn sellers and their studios and it's really great to get an insight into um, where uh, our fantastic indies work so um, as I say, I really hope that I can get a little wool shop day time on the 30th of April in Manchester Also in the news, uh, Jolie Uh, Jolie Kelly from Jolie Creates is kicking off a no-nylon socks cal today. You can find out more about this via her social media. She's at Jolie Creates. The idea is brilliant, but it's it's really simple as well. Knit socks using natural fibres. Those of us taking part in the Breed Swatch Along will already have a renewed understanding of how wool washes and and wears and wears and wears and wears and goes on to wear. So I wondered if you guys might be interested in in taking part in this and I thought it's really good to include it here. Um, You'll definitely have some ideas of which single breed wools would be fantastic for socks and the kind of spin uh, that will enable hard wearing socks. I've recently cast on the Knitting Goddesses Wensleydale and Shetland wool which I will have more information for you soon on that um, and I was really struck on how great it would be for socks so I'll be doing Hermione's Everyday Socks by Erica Ludman in The Knitting Goddess. Uh, Wensdale and Shetland for Jolie's hashtag no nylon socks cal. Talking of socks I've got a book review for you At Edinburgh Yarn Festival, Cece Allman of the Geeky Girls Knit podcast launched her new book and she sent me a copy to review and also is giving away an e-book to one of you lucky listeners. Coffee with Cece has seven patterns, all inspired and related to coffee. Six are socks and one is a gorgeous shawl. And in the intro, Cece talks about why she's so inspired, <coughs> addicted, uh, to coffee. And I think like a coffee, there is one for each situation. And so too, there are patterns with a different flavor and a different texture for your enjoyment. Not only that, but the book is laid out in a way that takes you from the simplest sock pattern, French vanilla cappuccino, uh And progresses through the difficulty ranges. And I think that's a very logical way uh, to lay out a book, but it also makes it the perfect book for a new sock knitter, I think. And you know, you could progress through each different sock as you learn more about sock knitting. The other thing that I love, love, love is that she has included toe-up and cuff-down socks for each pattern. So there's no excuses. Um, you know, you get both options, which is a really awesome touch, I think. I love the yarn that she uses throughout the book. And in fact, there's one particular yarn that I just have fallen for. And I remember seeing CC Instagram it. It's by Third Vault Yarn. And it's a ship's mechanic sock in a faster than light colorway. And, and I saw Cece t- a tweet or Instagram a picture of her knitting with these. And they're like, um, they're sort of stripey, but they have these fantastic blue thunderbolts, all, zigzags um, running through them. And it, it's, a, it's a really cracking colorway. I think that's the thing that I've realized now that I knit socks, although I haven't knit many since I knit the socks episode. But I love the fact that so many hand dyed yarns look so incredible in socks, and you get these incredible effects with the dyed yarn. So yeah, I was particularly in love with that third vault yarn uh, with and that effect of sort of almost self-striping, but also the zigzag running through. It's fantastic, and again, like the, there's. The yarns that she uses are are pretty awesome. In fact, Ginger Twist Studios, Knit and Goddess, Uncommon Thread. A lot of British wool hearts will flutter. Though, of course, it's not all exclusively uh, UK wool. But there is a lot to get excited about in there. I particularly love the textured socks. uh, In particular, peppermint, mocha and caramel latte. And the patterns are also clearly laid out with Written instructions and charted instructions. Uh, I really love the coffee date shawl too. It's a lovely big asymmetrical triangle. Lots of colour and texture. Perfect for uh, spring coffee dates sitting outside when the weather just gets a little bit nicer. Which is today actually in Edinburgh. Cold but bright. And I really love how Cece has taken her addiction to coffee and just turned it into a pattern book. The six socks are all my cup of tea, which is probably a contradiction for this coffee book. You know, who doesn't love knitting and hot beverages? We had a whole episode about this and we had uh, a big thread in the Knit British group about the kind of hot beverages we like when we're knitting. Coffee with Cece is a great wee book. Plenty of inspiration, really nicely laid out. Patterns um have that great toe slash cuff uh, cast on option. I also love the tips before each pattern uh, as well. The ebook is great there are are links in the contents page so you can jump from the contents to any part of the book, any pattern. The only thing I would say that I would like to see is a link to the cast on method. Um, or an explanation of Judy's magic cast on because actually that's not one that I know Um, so that would be good to have a wee link to that Um, and perhaps the foot measuring tutorial could have had its own chapter uh, rather as being part of the first sock pattern but those are teeny Things and they don't detract from the book at all um, I can google Judy's magic cast on uh, <laughs> they are as cheery and as colourful as the great lady herself and Coffee with Cece is available in a physical book which is $18 plus P&P uh, available from javaperldesigns.blogspot.co.uk and you can also purchase the ebook via Ravelry one lucky Knit British listener can win a copy of the ebook with thanks to the very kind and generous CC. So go to the Knit British Ravelry group to enter and tell me in the giveaway thread which hot beverage you would name a design after. Doesn't have to be coffee, could be bovril? Could be, could be some kind of hot chocolate or tea or, or milk drink. Sky's limit. Um, thank you so much, Cece, for allowing me a little peek at your new book. And thank you so much for a lovely prize. And talking about prizes, I have a few winners to announce. Uh, recently, I had two giveaways in the in the Knit British Ravelry Group um, thread. Uh, one for Tamar from Blacker Yarns and an Epistrophe uh, hat kit from Kate Davies. Also, Nature Shades winners need to be announced. Boy, that was hard. Isla and I thought we were, you know, having just two prizes uh, was going to be easy, but you forget how hard it is to pick winners. The standard, as always, so high for the Nature Shades long. You guys took the remit of using a minimum of three undyed natural shades and you just went for it. Like You absolutely went for it and I'm so, so very impressed, truly. Uh, I went through the finished object gallery a lot of times trying to pick a favourite for my goodie bag which includes Lammermuir Shetland DK, Take Heart by Fiona Alice and a knitting tote from Kelly Connor Designs. Each time that I went through the the finished object thread. there were a couple which really stood out but one just shone every single time I I came upon it in the thread and it's Maz Knitter and her Crazy Stripes Tea by Atelier Alpha. It is just so glorious, Maz Knitter. It really, really shows how striking natural shades can be. It uses Gotland, Hebridean and Mohair blend and Manx and Mohair blend from Blacker. And it uses two shades of Jimison and Smith Supreme Shetland, and it is just like a natural shades sunburst. So, congratulations, Maz Knitter! I'll be in touch soon for your address so I can send you your goodie bag. Isla, I know, struggled to choose just one favourite too. Uh, and her goodie bag is an ethyl tote with two skeins of West Yorkshire spinners. And you get to choose Double Knit or iron and a natural shade. And also a set of Of Blythe Spirit mug stitch markers. I think she got it narrowed down to about four and then eventually whittled it down to one, which is Practical Cat's Puffin Sweater. And it uses all the natural shades of Shetland in Practical Cat Stash from Jimison Smith and Yuridale Farm. And it looks incredible. It really, really, really stands out um, as a striking design. And it's so well done. Our, our goodie bag recipients, you truly deserve um, your prizes. And lovely listener, Suf, who is Anne, she lives in Denmark and she was in Edinburgh recently and left with me four skeins of incredible city yarn from the Faroe Islands and wants to give it as an extra prize. Which is just so lovely. Thank you so much, Anne, for that. um, Sharing your local wool as a prize. And Isla and I thought about how we should draw it and should we do it for a, a random drawing. But we thought, why not do it for the chattiest person in the group in the Nature Shades chat thread. So when I went and looked to see who the chattiest person in the Nature Shades chat group was, after Isla... It was Dane Abroad. (laughs) So I am sure that Hannah will be absolutely delighted with this yarn from the Kingdom of Denmark. Because I've seen some of Hannah's recent Nature Shades projects at Julie's Kitchen Retreat. And I'm quite sure that she'll have a plan for this as soon as she sees it. So well done, Hannah. And thank you so much, Anne, for that extra lovely surprise prize. Everyone who took part in the Nature Shades Along, as I say, the standard was so high, you all were fantastic. And the best bit for me is learning that for many of you it was your first colour work or it was your first brioche or it was your first time using undyed yarns. This is what Cal should all be about and, uh, you know, learning something new and, and of course, the community that grows around that. And it was great to have the opportunity for those of you who are at Edinburgh Yarn Festival to all meet up and to get our pictures taken with our Nature Shades projects. And we couldn't all fit in the photo booth. and uh, We had to get a couple of pictures taken. It was brilliant. You're all winners. And thank you so much um, for your enthusiasm for the Nature Shades along. Um, who said Brown was boring? Who said that? No one here. Um, I'm also pleased to say that Neurotic Bunny Lady on Ravelry was random drawn uh, for the Tamar skein uh, giveaway, handpicked by me at Edinburgh Yarn Festival in Fourply in the Red River Colourway. Uh, Thank you so much to Blacker for uh, giving us a skein of that to give away and I know that uh, Neurotic Bunny Lady got her uh, yarn in the post just the day after I sent it. So I hope that you have great great plans for that yarn. And Everalda was the Epistrophied Hat Kit winner. Um, And thank you to Kate Davies for that fantastic kit prize. It was great that um, Everalda was actually at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, so I got to hand her her yarn, and she then went to see Kate Davies. Kate gave her the Epistrophied hat pattern, which the prize was that I sent the yarn and the kit, and Kate would have gifted the pattern via Ravelry, but she got to pick up the pattern and got the yarn while she was there. So, totally fantastic and serendipitous. Thank you so much to everybody who um, applied to win those fantastic prizes via Ravelry. I... Do like to try and mix things up and have giveaways on the blog and have giveaways on Ravelry. But it can be difficult having a prize giveaway on a podcast show notes because some of you want to just comment on the podcast, others if you want to enter the competition. So I think when I have a giveaway on the podcast, it's easier to open up the giveaway thread on Ravelry. And judging by how many of you entered those two competitions, uh, I think that works. Um, I do know that some of you who listen aren't on Ravelry. And so I hope that you will still keep your eye on knitbritish.net for uh, giveaways on there. And in fact, if you go to www.knitbritish.net right now, you will find a giveaway for Edinburgh Yarn Festival's souvenir magazine, Wool Tribe, of which there are three copies available. Um, so and, and I just put that post out this morning and... Uh, there are loads of comments on it already, <laughs> so yeah, that's where you'll find um, you'll find some giveaways on there too. Uh, once again, I just want to say thank you so much to Kate Davies and to Blacker for the giveaways, and also thanks to Cece for the giveaway uh, that's current for her ebook Coffee with Cece, and thank you so much to Jo and Mika for giving me three copies of Wheel Tribe to give away. To celebrate this wooly wondrousness uh, uh, in general and for Kate Davis's buckle yarn in particular uh, Felix Ford has allowed me to play out with her incredible buckle song which she wrote in tribute to her comrades' wonderful yarn and of course in tribute to Sheep and Wool in general. Before I play that for you it just leaves me to say thank you so much for listening and for all your connections in the Ravelry group and email and over social media. I am sort of weighing up my social media channels at the moment. So apologies if I take longer to get back to tweets or, or things. You can always, always, always send me an email. Louise at knit, dot net. That's the easiest way to get hold of me I always appreciate your feedback and your lovely comments and the fact that you take time to leave iTunes reviews and uh, review me on uh, your uh, podcatchers I really do appreciate that Uh, next week I am going to visit fluff in dundee and i'm taking my mic with me so come back to the podcast on the 22nd of april when i will have all the fun from fluff and much more including a meaningful knit story that is just gorgeous until then the bookle song is by felix ford and you can find more from her at www.knitsonic.com Take good care. Bye for now.
2: Oh, I would like to knit a onesie covered in Kate Davies designs. I would work it all in bulkle and I would wear it all the time. And if I met with an inquiry, was that thus Natalie attired? I would explain my outfit. In terms most vivid and inspired Because Borkel is amazing
1: Oh, it makes me want to weep.
2: It's made of love, it's made of mountains And it comes from proper sheep The kind that live up in the highlands The ones that roam the northern isles The sort of sheep from round the borders The type in all the best textiles, sheep's wool with subtle lustre and a nice warm friendly hand. If you take a skein and hug it, I know that you will understand. Because Buchel is amazing, oh it makes me want to weep. It's made of love, it's made of mountains and it comes from proper sheep. I love the colours of this great wool which comes in Scottish landscape hues. There are lovely misty greys there and some luminous bright blues. There's the green of the woodpecker who loves just like woodpeckers do. And you really cannot argue with the redness of the coo. Because Buchal is amazing.
1: Oh, it makes me want
2: to weep. It's made of love, it's made of mountains. And it comes from proper sheep. Oh, I would like to knit a
1: onesie.
2: Covered in Kate Davies designs. I would work it all in Borghal, and I would wear it all the time. I'd put owls up around the yoke, and boreal around the sleeves. I'd make a wee hood for my heed, put paper dolls upon my knees. Because Kate's designs are amazing, I am so glad she exists she's made of love she's made of mountains and now she has created this oh this of it's amazing
1: oh it makes me want to weep it's made of
2: love it's made of mountains and it comes from proper sheep